everyone, Beyond the Pew. Beyond the Pew, good morning, good afternoon, and good yeah, evening. Pastor Eric Gill. Pastor Bruce Rosa. Yes, yes, we are back here for another week. Back at it again. We are, audio version. Number two. This is uh, number three. Two. I think it's three. Yep, three. Well, we're because I think we introduced it. You're right. And then we gave a specific example last week. So this is number three now. Hey, if you have any, any, uh, I almost said prayer requests, which I guess you can submit it there too. Yes. If you have any questions. Yes, we'd be happy to pray for you as well. (laughs) But questions. We all, we're taking questions about anything. We always do. You know, we always do. We will tackle Um, them in. Uh, We'll, you know, we'll address them. But specifically even right now with uh, passages that are either hard to read or to understand, yes. or maybe passages that have a lot of interpretive different... Interpretive challenges. Inter- yeah, they have a lot of interpretive yes. differences. Yep. Uh, but the number is 330-331-6453. Uh, uh, yes, why don't you say it again one more time? Yeah, 330-331-6453. Yes, yes, it, it just rolls off the tongue. Like, yeah. you got it now. I got it. It's, it, it comes so, naturally. Yep. You said it I might Sunday even morning. say that in the main service one day. You did. You did this past week. Yeah, you did this past week. So I just want you to say that. Um, last week we talked a little bit about Nephilim. Nephilim. In Genesis chapter yeah. six. Yeah. And um, I actually had an, an email about that, a follow up email from oh, someone, did. and and some oh, other resources good. people provided, and good, um, good. some uh, good interaction I think with that, and hopefully that was helpful, uh, nice. challenging. Just to reiterate, our goal with this is not to try to convince anybody of a particular viewpoint or yeah. to try to say, hey, definitively this is what we're saying. Is and if object- you don't believe this, you know. Correct. Now, there may be a passage that we will get to that, that it will be clear there, that yes, although there yes, may yes, be yes. different interpretation. But if it's clearly there and yes. if it is back up clearly through the Scripture, then we may not yes. say to you, you must believe this. But Yes. Well, we're, we're not telling anybody they must believe it, but we're yeah. just telling them this will be what we feel is the most biblical yeah viewpoint maybe right? but as you can see like individuals like you and i were uh, in areas of disagreement yep. and so there is room I for agree. disagreement i agree and most of the passages we'll be looking at that's why we're looking at them yeah is because there are biblical arguments to be made on both ends correct right and so that's what we want to look at correct. so today we're going to be in first samuel chapter 28 and a very interesting passage very interesting because of the precedence that it sets yes it's you know, a very interesting passage in our cult- culture uh people who have heard of like witches mediums um nec- necromancers Necromance. like I things spell that. Uh, as far as <laughs> i could spell that but people <laughs> N-E-C-R-O. Conjuring up the dead, spirits, A- fortune tellers, etc. You look at you trying to spell. Look at you trying did, to spell I this. Did. And and so <laughs> this is one of those areas that has a lot of um, varying viewpoints mm-hmm. in in regards to what is being, what is actually happening yeah. in First Samuel chapter twenty eight. Right. So First yeah. Samuel twenty eight, King Saul, um, he is wanting answers about. Wartime matters. Things are, you know. Remember, uh, the 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 prophet had told him, like, you know, your days ahead are not looking good. Yes, your kingdom is gonna be stripped. It's gonna be given to your neighbor, uh, and he's now dealing with the Philly, 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 Philistines. Philistines. So he's dealing with the army of the Philistines, Philippines. right? <laughs> He's afraid. Saul, mm-hmm. King Saul's afraid. Mm-hmm. Samuel has already died. The prophet Samuel, yeah. who Saul would really be depending on and relying on yeah. as far as to hear from the Lord. Yeah. 
And Sam, or Saul is inquiring of the Lord, like, should should I go and fight against the Philistines? And what should he's I do? He's using, like, this little thing called the Urim. Urim and Thummim. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's using means to try to find out what does the Lord want. And the Bible and says it like nothing. this. It says that, um, verse 5 of chapter 28 of 1 Samuel, when Saul saw... Say that five times fast. Saul, 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 Saul. When Saul, 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 Saul the army Saul, Saul. of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. So this is a man who's in fear because of his enemies. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or Urim or by prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, seek out for me a woman who is a medium that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said, Behold, there is a medium at Endor. And so this is famously known as the witch at Endor passage. Yeah. The witch at Endor, the medium at Endor. Yeah. But just to set the context here, Saul is at war as a king. The Philistine army is, is great. He's terrified. He's seeking out answers from the Lord, but the Lord is not answering him. Which I want to read verse 3 of the same chapter. Yeah. Because I think it's like even says it even a deeper context to the whole thing that is happening it says now samuel had died and all of israel had mourned for him and buried him in ramah ramah his own city and saul had put the mediums and the necromancers out of the land yeah so he got rid of all so he got rid of them which was commanded by god by god and actually they were they were commanded by god to be stoned to death they'd be killed yeah be be put to death because of their of their practices that were Contrary and they were there were laws, yes. divine laws that said that you're yes. not to even mess with that those type yes. of things. So there's lots of things surrounding this passage yeah. that are kind of like, what is Saul? What is thinking? going on? So he gets right? rid of he yes. gets rid, rid of all of them. He's now facing this 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 uh, army. He's scared. Yes. He's trying to hear from God. He doesn't hear from God. So he thinks the best next step that he can that, that for him in order to figure out what to do is to go to the same people that he kicked out that yep. he knew not to approach yes because otherwise he wouldn't have to kick them out to hear to see if the prophet of god could be summoned yes and so he wants to find out what samuel would say to him samuel has passed what already. will samuels do what, what will wss what would Samuel say? What will Samuel say? That's what he's W-W-S-S. asking. WWSS. He is asking WWSS. <laughs> what would Samuel say? Uh, wonderful. So in verse 8, it says, Saul disguised himself, put on other garments, went, and he and two men with him. They came to the woman by night, and he said, Divine for me by a spirit, and bring up for me whomever I shall name to you. The woman said to him, Surely you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the necromancers from the land. Why then are you laying a trap for my life to bring about my death? So here's what's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Tell us. What's interesting about no, this? No, I just think it's interesting that she is one of the mediums that yes. got kicked out. Yes. And then this random person, these yes. three three persons come. She doesn't know up to this point. She doesn't know it's Saul, the kid. Yes. And she's like, why are you asking me to do this thing when yes. you very know that I'm not supposed to do this? Yes. So, so I, another reminder yes. right there for Samuel to see, hey, like this is wrong. For Saul. Yeah. For Saul or to for see. Saul. But yeah. here's what's crazy to me about this, right? Saul, Saul, Here, Saul, Saul, same way. Over and over. Yeah, yeah. same fast. Here's what's crazy <laughs> about this. So Saul disguises himself. He comes in. He's talking to the one that he kicked out. Yeah. She then tells him. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do this. Saul kicked us out. And now you, who happens to be Saul, but she doesn't know, are wanting me to do this? Yeah, come on. You're laying a and trap. Look, and look how next verse, how he appeased her. Yes. He's going to appease her in a second. But here's what I also find very interesting. 
This is supposed to be a woman who can know things that no one else knows. Yeah. And she doesn't even know this assault. He doesn't. Which why didn't? Why didn't she? That's a good argument for one of the views. Yes. Yeah. It is a very good argument for one of the views. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But so we'll move on. Preview. It says the woman said, "Surely you know what Saul has done, etc." Verse ten. But Saul swore to her by the Lord. Mm. Come on. He hasn't been hearing from the Lord, but he's like, the Lord will say this. The Lord's the one who said that she shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And if she doesn't, she should be put to death. And then says, Saul swore to her by the Lord. As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Yeah. And the woman said, whom shall I bring up for you? He said, bring up Samuel for me. Okay. So let's stop here. Everything's set. The stage is set. Saul, he wants to find out if he should go to war with the Philistines. What should he do? God's not answering him, telling him what to do. Run number. He goes to this woman who's a witch, a medium, to, to try to bring up the spirit of the dead. She reminds Saul, I'm not allowed to do this. I could be put to death. Saul's like, chill. I'm going to be, it's going to be okay. I swear to you by the Lord, the same Lord that said you should be put to you death, be RP, that nothing's yeah. going to happen to you if you do this, right? <laughs> I'm giving you my word that nothing's going to happen yes. so long as God lives. As, and she still doesn't know it's Saul. Yeah, right? she still doesn't know. So here's where the controversy comes up. Yeah. Okay. Verse- she says, who do you want me to bring up? And he says, I want you to bring up Samuel. That's mm-hmm. what he's asking. So now that we get into this, verse 12, when the woman saw Samuel, She cried out with a loud voice, and the woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see a God coming up out of the earth. He said to her, What is his appearance? And she said, An old man is coming up. He is wrapped in a robe. And Saul knew that it was Samuel, and he bowed with his face to the ground and paid homage. Then Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul answered, I'm in great distress for the Philistines are warring against me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Samuel's going to, like, you know, challenge Saul here. But here's where the controversy comes into play. Mm-hmm. The controversy or the, the interpretive challenge is who was it truly that this medium saw yeah. or that was brought up from the grave and that was addressing Saul here? That's the controversy, Okay. Eric Gill, Pastor Eric Gill. There are viewpoints. There are th- well, there I, are there are prominent viewpoints. Prominent viewpoints. Do you want to share any of those? I, li- I got three. Go ahead. I yeah. don't know. Maybe you have more. But yeah, the three I might that- have one more. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You number one that it was actually Samuel the prophet. Yes. People believe it was actually Samuel. This yeah. is the prophet Samuel. He had died. He was his spirit was brought back up. Yeah. And he's the one standing there talking to Saul. Yeah. Number two, that it was a demon. Yep. That it was a demon tricking uh, Samuel. Uh, or, or, yeah, so it was yeah. a demonic impersonation, impersonation. Right, of Samuel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the third one I have is that this was just all a trick by the 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 witch that she yes. just put a display or she was trying yes. to deceive and all of these different things. Yes. So those are the three and I have. Do you have any other views? No, that's pretty much the three prominent yeah. views. There's variations within the views. Yeah. So like there's some who would believe that the medium was deceiving Saul uh, purposely and so everything was made up. 
Mm-hmm. There's some that would believe she was deceiving Saul, but by utilizing an evil spirit that yeah. was promoting itself yeah. to be Samuel. There are some that would believe it was a, a, a demonic representation that the woman genuinely believed was Samuel and that Saul genuinely believed was Samuel. So it wasn't at her trickery, yeah. but that it was just deceptive. Yeah. And then there's the viewpoint that this is actually Samuel. So where do you yeah. land, Pastor Bruce? So my, my again, and let me just reiterate, each of those views, there are there are reasons behind those views that people make, and they give biblical argumentation as to why. Mm-hmm. So some of the biblical argumentation, um, we can get that in a second. Yeah. But my personal belief would be that this was actually Samuel. Yeah. Um, and the reason I believe it was actually Samuel is because that's what the passage says. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say, yeah. like to prephrase, you know, God is not a God of confusion. Yes. And you know. Uh, He's not a God of confusion. This is even this book of Samuel is inspired by God. Yes. So going into it, keep in mind all of those factors that he's not a God of confusion. Confusion. Uh, he will not put some. There's not something in the test that is. That we cannot find something in the in the test that is not there. Yeah. You know that the te- the test itself will explain itself. Yes. You know, and even if there's different variations like. Again, we have to go back to what is the text saying. Yes, and and the text says specifically, it references the individual as being Samuel. When it says in verse 12, when the woman saw Samuel, Mm -hmm. it doesn't say when the woman saw an image that looked like Samuel, when it said the woman saw an image of uh, an image that looked like him, or a representation of Samuel, because uh, even her des- even her description, yes. will say like what she saw. But there's that little disclaimer of she saw Samuel, but also as she as Saul asked her what it was, and we get her actual, you know. But yes. there's still that intentional description of Samuel in the text. Yes, and it says Saul knew yeah. that it was Samuel. Like so, even by the description, it says Saul knew it was Samuel. Then verse 15, it says, then Samuel said to Saul. Yeah. So again, there is there is clear representation in the text of Scripture that this was Samuel. But Pastor Bruce, how yeah. could how could uh, this medium call up Samuel? That she had power over yeah, the dead? And, and that's where it would go back to the two viewpoints about it being really Samuel. There's a viewpoint about being Samuel that Samuel, this is actually Samuel, that the medium has called up. And there's the viewpoint that I agree with, that this is actually Samuel. This is what I agree with, that it was actually Samuel, but the medium had nothing to do with the ability to call Samuel up. God allowed this to happen, where the Lord is the one who allowed Samuel to come up from his position in the grave in Sheol, a a temporary resting place, where he was able to basically pronounce judgment Mm -hmm. to Saul. And I think it's interesting because if you look at Um, verse 15, it says, Then Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Why are you bothering me, bro? He's like, you're disturbing me. Bro, I was was enjoying eternal life. Paradise. I was enjoying paradise. I was enjoying, you know, a place of rest. I mean, Mm. there's reference to, uh, obviously, you can get into a whole theology understanding of what happened to Old Testament saints when they died up until the point of the the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. Where were they at? There's a a, a story that Jesus tells about the rich man and Lazarus and how both were in a place of of Sheol and those that believed in God were in Abraham's bosom and those that a place of paradise and those that did not believe in God were in a place of Hades or a temporary place, Gehenna, where there was like some suffering going Mm -hmm. on, but it wasn't their eternal resting place yet because there's coming a point when death and Hades will give up the dead 
that is in them, right? So there's a belief, though, in the Old Testament that Old Testament saints were in Abraham's bosom or a place of paradise, a place of rest. And Samuel obviously did not want to be brought up from there. Yeah. But I would lean towards the belief that this is Samuel because the text says it was multiple times. The very words that Samuel speaks to Saul are words of judgment that was pronounced that would actually take place. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that it is Samuel. I do not believe it was at the power or beckoning of any witch. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, even say, even the reaction... I was going to say, her reaction yes. to, to seeing Samuel, he says... Uh, uh, where I lost that verse. Verse twelve. Verse twelve. Look at my second. Yeah, when when the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. Like this is not like like she was flustered. She was yes. in shock. She, she couldn't believe surprised. it. She like, was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yes. Like, and that then, was not her expected. And, sight, yeah. Right? And then it hits her. It hits her. Like you can tell that at that moment, it's like it hits her. Like. This is Samuel the prophet, with chances were, you know, and if you do, do a deeper study of who this potential lady was, like there's some yeah. uh, theologians or historians that would say that she was like above all the other mediums, sure. like she was like the queen of the mediums sure. or whatever. Uh, and, and and so chances were that she knew who this who Samuel was or she yeah. had seen Samuel, right? And not, now in her vision, she sees Samuel and she's scared. And that is when she acknowledged and realized, okay, well, you're Saul. Yes. You're the king. Well, that's what it says. Yeah. And she said that, and you are Saul, right? Yeah, like, it so, is right. So I, I would agree with the viewpoint that this is actually Samuel as well. I think this further backs it up because there's no woman for, there's no reason for this woman to react the way she did. Yeah. If it was a false spirit, if it was her Met up, deceiving. Up, a demon. Yes, if it was a demon that she would have been familiar with. There's no reason for the reaction on the part of the woman on the reaction on the part of Saul and on the words that Samuel communicates yeah. if this is not really Samuel. And I think that the author of this book is intentional as what he wrote her description. Her description yes. of this individual was that he was an old man coming up and he is wrapped in rope. And yeah. that, now that's significant because in chapter 15, when the last interaction between the prophet Saul, Samuel and Saul, uh, in their last interaction, he shared he he uh, he shared with him what was going to happen, yeah. how his kingdom is going to be given to another person, and Saul is so fed up, is so mad about it that he doesn't want to let go of the prophet, and he tore the rope of the prophet, and that is what Saul will say, just like this rope was thorn, yeah. thorn, so your kingdom will be torn and given sure. to another man. Yeah, and so like the intentionality, and like to me, my I will hold that view just as you said. I would I would agree everything you have said, and I would add like like how that that hint of like the rope was also what what like the ding 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 moment yes. for, for Saul uh, because it was like like her last interaction with Samuel. Yes, and that's when it says in verse fourteen, "What is his appearance? An old man is coming up. He's wrapped in a robe." Yeah. Then Saul knew it was Samuel, and he fell down. Right. So some believe that that. Samuel ultimately in the image of Samuel would be seen by Saul mm -hmm. because he, it says he fell down, fell with his face to the ground and paid homage. Then Samuel said to Saul. So there is a transitional point where it appears Saul could not see or hear Samuel because he asks the medium, yeah. what do you see? And she says, this is what I see. But then there's a transition where it says that Saul falls down to pay homage and Samuel then directly addresses Saul. And so you get the picture of if, if he couldn't see him, he at least was hearing him. 
And then again, later on in verse 20, it says, Saul fell at full length on the ground, filled with fear because of the words of Samuel. And so, again, all of these things, I think, are very clear yeah. evidences in my yeah. mind that this was not at the power of a demon, of this woman, of a necromancer, of a witch or whatever. This was at the bidding of God that God allowed Samuel to come out of his place of resting, which is a very unique happening. I mean, mm -hmm. this is not something we see anywhere where, you know, those that were dead, their spirits were called up from the dead to be able to speak to people, yeah. right? This is a unique happening that took it's place. It's an extreme thing. It is. It's an anomaly, right? This is an anomaly as it relates to this happening. And I think there's a couple of things for us to point out, and I think this is important. No human being has the authority or power to be able to call up someone from the dead, their yeah. spirit, yeah. to be able to speak to people. Even, and in particular, when you think about the role or power of Satan and demons, Satan, demons, they have no power to call up the believer yeah. from paradise, from yeah. their place of rest, to be able to do this. So this has to be at the authority of God. Yeah, and and, and I would say, just that before we get into that, like, too, like, they, they, there are instances in the Bible where you can see that that like there has been divine intervention for, sure. for like you think about the the mountain of uh, Gethsemane, sure, uh, where Jesus is able to see, yeah, you know Moses, uh, Moses and Elijah, and Elijah yes. you yes. know even that story of the Lazarus like. The rich fool is able sure. to see uh, Abraham, yes. right? Yes, yes. Uh, and so you see, like, specific instances where you see that, like, it is not removed from God to be able to allow something the like that. The power of God. The power of yes. God to allow yes. him to do something like this. Yes. Not the medium. The Correct. medium had nothing to do with this. Correct. Which I believe, this is my view, too, that, like, the medium, as he's approaching him, she probably was going to put on a show. I would she agree. She probably with that. was gonna go her do her thing, or a demonic spirit. Or a demonic spirit would be typically what she would be calling on. Yeah. for her source of income. But when she whatever. realized well, who was actually there, yes. and that it was not out of her own strength, her own power, her own ability, that's when you see the reaction. Oh, there was a that, fear on her. Part. Yeah, like the Absolutely. reaction that she had. Absolutely, I agree. And I, and I think that is interesting. I'm not saying I'm, this is just me being silly, but yeah. that, that that as a way of like calming things down, she's in concern about the health of Saul, and she's yeah. like, "Hey, I'll feed you. I'll yeah, take care I'll of give you. you some food." Yeah, I mean, she's worried for her life. Like, yeah, at oh, that point. for sure. I mean, she was worried that she would be put to death. Yeah, um, especially but, if 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 it was Samuel, who was a prophet that previously had said that when you you need you know part of. God's desire is to get rid of all Absolutely. that. Absolutely, know? yeah. So this is a text that there is a lot of controversy, and I feel like the reason there's controversy or people have a hard time coming to grips with this is because the context is the context of a medium, a necromancer, mm -hmm. of, of there being some kind of authority to call up the dead and it being authentic. And yeah. I feel like that's where I think a very key point to this being Samuel but also an understanding that this is not at the power or authority of this woman that this happened. So, sh so should Christians or individuals go to a medium today? No, I would say absolutely not. And I, I think that, I think one, there's very much clarity that we as believers in Christ are never to seek our source of peace, truth, revelation, etc., on the part of any any outside spirit entity or whatever outside of the Lord, right? And so this is literally what Saul's doing here. Saul sought the Lord, and when the Lord was silent, 
and there was a purpose in his silence mm-hmm. because God had already said that my, the, the kingdom is stripped from you and given to another from you. because of your disobedience. And, and then he proceeded to do this. And what did Saul do? In his desire for answers, he, he went away from the Lord and sought something else yeah. that God forbid. And that was something that I wrote down too, like that is a lesson for us today. Like in our attempt to know what is the will of God for our life, in our yeah. attempt to finding understanding, to our circumstances and our attempt to trying to figure out what to do next or how to figure or how to interpret something like we need to understand that there's only one source for that to take place. Sure. That the only source of of enlightenment, the only source of uh, understanding, the only source of guidance is exclusively found in who God is in his word. Yes. And I would say authoritative source, right? Yeah. authoritative. I would say the only authoritative source would be found in God's word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because God can use things to challenge us, to speak to us, to lead us. But I think the authoritative source yes. would be God's word. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But in our attempt to to find our own answers, that in many times that will fit our own best criteria, yeah. what the tendency is is to do something similar to Samuel does, which is to, to avoid the authoritative uh, source and go and find our own. Absolutely. That will best our agenda. Yes. Uh, and the result would always be the same. Like yes. he thought that by hearing from Samuel – he would be at peace, but actually he ended up being worse. Sure. You know, it was Absolutely. like a reaffirmation in uh, 10 times more that the kingdom had been stripped from him. Yes. But there's not turning back. The judgment of God was on him. You're done. Right. And and so even for believers, when it comes to this area of mediums and sorcery and witchcraft, I believe the devil is a deceiver. And so I believe when you talk about like, you know, fortune tellers um, when you talk about people who think that they can go into a medium or, or someone that can bring up the spirit of their of their lost dead one, biblically speaking, there is zero authority that is given to any human being to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. That is only something that that God, through God's power and authority, in a very, like I said, isolated way. You see here happening in First Samuel, God allowed this to take place for His purposes. But anytime someone goes to a fortune teller, a medium, or whatever, they're not bringing up your lost loved one. No. They're not. I mean, they're, you're lost. the Bible says it's appointed for man once to die and then comes judgment. Mm-hmm. There are people right now who are in a, a temporary place of torment awaiting their final destination and resurrection of those to life and resurrection of the dead to eternal punishment. So there is a place of waiting right now, but there is nothing biblically that would show forth that any demon, Satan, individual has the authority and power as God to be able to pull out of that resting place or that place of torment someone that's a previous loved one that has passed to be able to bring a representation of them to us. And so I feel like believers have to understand there's deception. I think it's demonic. Well, 2 Corinthians talks about that when he says in in chapter 11, verse 14 and 15, he says, and no wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. For sure. So it is not surprised if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Yes. Their end and their end will correspond to their deeds. So yes. even as Paul is writing to this uh, wicked culture, he's uh, addressing and acknowledging a practice that Satan yes. will disguise himself as something of good. Absolutely. And often, while well, you know, in there, in a time of hurt, in a time of silence. In a time of uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking like like where you're trying to where you're freaking out, well, sorrow, despair, uncertainty, yeah, yeah uncertainty, desperation, desperation. Yeah. We tend to you know solve things on our own. 
Yes. Right. And and when we attempt to do that, if we're not careful, we're gonna find ourselves being met with false guidance. Absolutely. Guidance and that even is not trusting in that. Yeah, and it, that is not authoritative, which is again why it's so important for us to revert yes. ourselves back to the word of God. I mean, Psalm Psalm one nineteen. That's that's all it talks about. Yes. That your word is a lamp to my feet. Yes. My delight, my counselor, my mm-hmm. statutes, that which leads me. Yeah. And and I think it's important too. Demons have power, right? Satan yeah. has power. Satan has a lot of knowledge. He's not all knowing, yeah, but he has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And I so, mean, you think about the angels, Arcane, the Arcane Michael. He yes. says, like, who am I to oppose him? Yes, you I know? mean, so there's power and authority that is there to a level. So when people go to, like, I, I know of specific instances where people have gone to mediums, fortune tellers, people who contact the dead or or want to see the future. And they can give a lot of accurate information. You think, how could anybody know that? Well, I believe that that's something that is demonic and that there is knowledge that some people could have that can only be explained uh, by this is something demonic that has allowed them visions that people will explain to people or information people would know about their loved ones. You're like, how could they ever know that? Well, I believe the devil and demons, they're real good at deceiving. Mm -hmm. And, And they have authority and power to a level that I think sometimes we can underestimate. It certainly isn't at the level of the authority or power or knowledge of our God. But that's where, again, people tend to shift their their faith and trust when they're not getting the answers that they're looking for. Yeah. And that's a dangerous thing. It's what Saul yeah. was doing. And I think that's a, 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 a really pivotal point here of we have to be willing to trust the Lord and wait on the Lord yeah. rather than try to take matters into our own hands. And I, and I like the heat of Peter to his audience when he says first Peter five, eight, he says, be sober minded. Yeah. And you often find that those that, that are messing with those type of things are not sober minded. Yes. He says, be sober minded and be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Yeah. In order to resist him, it says, mm-hmm. right. Resist him in the spirit. Yeah. We resist him. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so to come full circle with the text, Believe this was Samuel. Yeah. Uh, there's differing viewpoints. That is the viewpoint that seems to make the most sense biblically, yeah. contextually, with what the text actually says, and for good reason, because yeah. God was wanting to communicate judgment and, and yeah. reiterate to Saul what Samuel had already told him. And yeah. that's what's also very interesting. Samuel's words that he tells Saul are very consistent with the words yeah. that Samuel already had told yeah. Saul. And so that's what, and, and that's what I, I think is very interesting that he doesn't change that he reaffirmed like, yes. Hey, I already told you this, the yes. Lord, this, the and Lord, I love this. Like, this, why are you, why are you waking me up, man? Don't be calling why'd me, bro. Why'd you pull me out? So, uh, but anyhow, good yeah. text. Yeah. Um, would love to hear people's comments if they want to text in three, three, zero, three, three, one, six, four, five, three. If you have other texts that you're like, Hey, these are challenging verses. What do you guys think? I want to just thought about this, which we, I don't know if we're going to address, but I just thought of like the great cloud of witnesses. Oh, you yeah. know, that could have gone along with this one. It could have, you know, yeah. can, you know, as they're observing us. Yes. Or are they? Question. Yeah. Talk yeah. about Hebrews. 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 Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, Eleven. One. Have a Hebrews chapter eleven. Great Hall of Faith chapter. It will. will actually, Seeing we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us one with ways or one. Well, it's one after the after the, yeah. the, the that one. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll tackle another verse next week. Yeah. But so if you have in. one that you're like, I really want to care, shoot us a text. Maybe shoot we'll do that text. first. We'll check that out. Um, as always, we're glad people are listening yep. to Beyond the Pew. We would like to know every week a which, question, yeah. which is, 
What is your life looking like beyond the pew? Yeah, we hope it honors the Lord. Come back next week. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.